BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Marcelo top of the key into a triple. Yes. A.B. for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Quick Clack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Well, hey there, Cougar basketball fans. Good evening. Welcome once again into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Tonight, after what seemed like a lifetime between games, the BYU Cougars are finally back on the court to face the Pacific Tigers in Stockton, California. The 15-5 and Cougars, they haven't played since February 8th when they lost at home to top-ranked Gonzaga 82-71. to It seems like forever ago, even though it was just the 8th, the loss dropped BYU's conference record to 6-3. The Cougars and Pepperdine Waves are tied for second place in the WCC as we enter play tonight. Now, beyond the loss to the Zags, the big question will be how the team performs after not playing in 10 days. Obviously, the team has practiced, but in terms of having a game, it's been 10 days. BYU's game against St. Mary's was postponed, and the matchup with San Diego was outright canceled. That's a long time at this point of the season to only have practices. Right now is the time teams are supposed to be ramping things up for postseason play and playing their best basketball, which is three games left before Vegas, including tonight. BYU's margin of error is certainly small and added importance to these final three games. Now, the last time BYU faced Pacific was back on January 30th in Provo. It was a crazy one. The Cougars won in double overtime, getting big games from the guard line. Alex Barcelo and Brandon Avery came up big, each scoring over 20 points in that game. Defensively, BYU struggled to guard the Tigers' guards from the perimeter with Pacific hitting 18 threes in that game. Now, it goes without saying that allowing Pacific to shoot like that again would uh, not be in BYU's best interest. BYU has to be aware of Pacific's guards, Jenkins and Cockrell, before Jeremiah Bailey and Jordan Bell, they can cause problems too, as we saw in that game. Speaking of the big men, that brings us to tonight's pregame player interview, and tonight you're going to hear from the Cougar big man, Richard Harward. With 10 days in between games, I asked Big Rich how hard it's been without a game, especially coming off a loss. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough. Like, it's always tough losing, but Pope does a great job of, like, making it more constructive and uplifting rather than just kind of like a bummer. So we've just been watching the like, Gonzaga film over and over again, just seeing what we can do because it's such a blessing for us to be able to play that number one team in the country and really see, like, what we can fix to try to get to that level. What did you guys see in that game? And I realize it's on to the next one. You guys have Pacific next. But what did you learn from that game against Gonzaga the second time? Our biggest thing is just fight. That's what Pope and all the coaches and the players kind of talk about. Is like there was a period where we kind of just like stopped fighting and stopped being physical, stopped like going for all the rebounds, trying to get offensive rebounds, boxing them out. And that kind of led to them getting a run and stuff and get ahead of us. Like coming out of the game, we were slow. So the big thing we took away from that game is just being physical and having a lot of fight. Those two things, being physical, showing fight, those those are two things that I would use to describe you and your season this year. How important is that stuff to you personally and, and what you bring to the floor? 
Uh, that's I always tell everyone it's like hey I know what Pope wants me there I'm there for like three reasons it's to be physical get a rebound and get a bucket every once in a while but it's just like that's the main thing so it's like for me I'm a bigger body I've always known that so it's like I try to embrace the physicality I love that aspect of basketball so like I love it this past week of practice has been awesome for me What has been the focus this week as you gear up for Pacific? It's a team you've already faced. We'll we'll get into that crazy matchup the first time around. But what has been the focus this week with so much time on your hands to practice? And it was just that physicality and fight. Like Pope has been telling us, it's like, hey, if you look at our numbers, we're like statistically a pretty good team when it comes to offense and defense. The biggest thing we can change at this point is just like tightening up those little loose ends and like that's where the physicality, the energy, and like just the focus on those small things comes into play. All right. So I mentioned it, you guys beat Pacific the first time, double overtime. It was a crazy game. What do you remember from that game? The, the, I just remember that game was so chaotic. Like I felt like we were playing so bad, and yet somehow we were still like in the game. And I, I remember after the first overtime, I was just sitting on the bench like, man, I'm not going to go through all of this. Just to have Pope scream at me in the locker room. <laughs> so it was just kind of like everyone's like buckling down like, hey, we're going to win this. That, that was a, definitely a fight of a game. So have you guys talked about the fact that the last time they faced you guys, they hit 18 threes? Yeah, they, they were playing unreal. Like the Pacific is a great team, but that night they were definitely shooting out of their mind. Like <laughs> it was insane. And this is the case with all of the teams that you get to face a second time in the season. Is the game easier or is the prep for the game easier because you've already faced them? Um, that's actually a really good question. Uh, it kind of depends team to team. Sometimes I feel like the prep to play them is a little easier because you have played them. And it's just a matter of remembering what the matchups are. And once you've played them, you've experienced it. So you can kind of know, Hey, this guy's actually a legit shooter. Like we can't just leave him hanging. And you don't get as surprised as much when they come out very physical because Pacific is a very physical team and a very aggressive team. So, yeah, I guess it helps a lot because you've experienced it. Well, and you guys are known for your physicality, as we've talked about, but there aren't a lot of other teams in the WCC that I would characterize as physical. So what's it like to go up against another team that likes to do the same thing you guys like to do? <laughs> I Like... Like I've talked about, I love it. I love playing physical. Like usually those games, the refs, the refs know what's going on. They know it's two physical teams. So they're a little bit more lenient, letting you play, letting you kind of bang bodies a little bit more. So for me, I love it. And I look forward to games like this. How big are the next three games for you? And I realize they're all big and it's, it's next game up and you know, you can't look past it, but three more games on the schedule, who knows if there'll be any more added. So, I mean, it really is coming down to crunch time, isn't it? Mm -hmm. and that's like I've had a lot of conversations like coach Burge is my guy he's the big man coach and I've been talking with him and this season has been very chaotic and weird with all the COVID that never feels like there's rhythm because you know some weeks you're playing three games in a week other weeks you don't play at all and it's just kind of it messes with your head a little bit but when we get into these last three games it's just remembering we got two weeks and we've put all this effort in it we've been practicing for like nine months now (laughs) and playing games so it's like these last two weeks we can buckle down and just get it get to it Rich, great stuff. Uh, appreciate the time and good luck against the Tigers. Hey, thank you so much. Special thanks to BYU big man Richard Harward. Just want to uh, make you aware we were literally just talking about the fact that uh, BYU has three games remaining and who knows, maybe they will add some. Uh, that has now become official. In the middle of that interview, we've got a little bit of breaking news for you to talk about. BYU obviously has two games this week. They have Pacific tonight. They have LMU on Saturday. 
Next week, they were supposed to take on Pepperdine, or excuse me, Santa Clara. Uh, that now no longer will be the case. The West Coast Conference has announced a reshuffling, rescheduling for the final week of games in the conference. Now, some of these games are the original games that were going to be scheduled. For BYU, that is not the case. Now... BYU will be facing the San Francisco Dons coming up on Thursday night, and then they will face St. Mary's on Saturday. So BYU's two games, uh, games next week, have changed. Uh, they have added an extra game from what was originally on the schedule, but both of the opponents for next week were not originally there. So instead of playing Santa Clara, BYU will now face San Francisco next Thursday and then St. Mary's on Saturday. So that is a change that just happened within the last 15 minutes. Uh, and that's something that we will talk about uh, with Mark Durant, uh, who will join us coming up in just a few minutes. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you that this season, BYU Basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. As I mentioned, coming up next, we will talk with Mark Durant. He's not going to be on the broadcast tonight. Greg Solo in Stockton tonight, but we still get to talk with our guy Mark Durant, and we will do that next as Cougar Pregame Live continues next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The BYU Cougars on the road in Stockton, California tonight, facing the Pacific Tigers for the second time this season. BYU picked up the first matchup in double overtime in Provo at the end of January. You won't hear him on the broadcast tonight. Greg is going to be solo for the Cougars and the Tigers, but you still get to hear him on Cougar Pregame Live. He is Mark Durant. Mark joining us now. Mark, good evening. How are you? Jason, my friend, I'm doing great. I, uh, I'm a little bit sad to be in not be in Stockton tonight, but not as sad as I was to not be in Malibu, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that may be the first time somebody's ever said he was sad to not be in Stockton. <laughs> Stockton, uh, all due respect, I love Stockton, but it's the Laramie of the uh, West Coast Conference. <laughs> so now for those that may have missed the end of the last segment, I want to uh, reiterate uh, some breaking news that we have. And then, Mark, I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, heading into tonight, BYU had three games. They have the game tonight, they have the game Saturday at LMU, and then they were supposed to face Pacific for the final game of the regular season next week. BYU now has four games, and next week's game against Santa Clara is out. Now, after a reshuffling in the final regular season week in conference for everybody. BYU now will be taking on St. Mary's next Thursday, and that is a game that I believe will be a 7 o'clock Mountain Time tip. Uh, yes, 7 o'clock Mountain Time next Thursday against St. Mary's, and then Saturday they will be taking on San Francisco at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Obviously both games will be on the new skin BYU Sports Network right here. Uh, but BYU goes from having three games to four and not playing Santa Clara and playing two tougher teams next week in San Francisco and St. Mary's. Uh, what are your thoughts on this reshuffling of the final regular season week in conference? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty wild. Uh, I'm 
I think it's a good thing. I think BYU needs to play as many games as possible. Um, I mean, you kind of give up a almost sure win against Santa Clara at home against two two much better teams, but you've got them at home, and they would be tiered games. And so, if you can beat if you can beat those two teams, right, you know, to finish up your regular season, that would be nice. And you pretty much write your ticket into the NCAA tournament. Uh, so I think overall it's best to play, and and even though you're playing against better teams, you have them at home, and they're teams you've already beaten. Uh, I, I'm actually more worried about this week's games on the road tonight with Pacific and and Saturday at LMU. I mean, they, they they're, they're teams that are similar to to Pepperdine, and we saw what happened at Pepperdine, and it would be much more damaging to BYU's. NCAA tournament hopes if you were to lose one or both of these games. So I guess you have to take care of business first, but I think overall, I think that's probably a smart move by the conference. It'll be the best for BYU in the long run. And uh, I like the chance to get to play St. Mary's in San Francisco at home and not let them, you know, just have the one-sided thing, even though BYU right. beat them there, they, they, they deserve to have to come to Provo to play. You know what I mean? Well, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, and we'll get into specifically the matchup against the Tigers tonight, but 10 games in between games, and obviously this year with the scheduling quirks and COVID protocols and everything, you know, teams have had to deal with layoffs. This is a 10-game, excuse me, a 10-day layoff in between games. Is that good or bad at this point in the season to have that long of a layoff? I think it's bad. Um, the The positives are maybe if you've got some injuries, you know Matt Harms's knee or Richard or, or, or Matt Harms' knee, Richard Hayward or, uh, Hayward's uh, Harward's uh, knees as well. Uh, Connor's had some issues. I know Alex Barcelo just gets banged up every game, so hopefully you get a chance to to have some of those guys recover. Um, you get practice on things that you know that you have weaknesses at to get better, that you've seen the, we need we need to get better at this, but we just haven't had time to work on it because we're playing games. So that's good. But as a player, as a coach, it's all about playing games. And, and you want to be playing your best at the end of the season. And when you have to kind of hit this pause button, you, you're going to get a little rusty. It's just the way it is. Even though you're practicing and you're doing all those things, it's not the same as playing in games. And so I think it's important to BYU, like I said, get as many games in before the NCAA tournament because you want to be in game shape, game thought, game mode when you hit that tournament. And you're already going to have, you know, a week and a half if you make the tournament before you're going to play after a conference tournament. So you just want to play. And that's that's how guys really get better. I mean, it's when you're playing against good, good competition and different guys, you learn what you can do on the floor, you get better. You can see it in guys like, Caleb Lohner and, and Harvard and those guys they've gotten better because they've been playing in games and, and so you want to you, you want to play play games and yeah. I, I feel bad for Pacific I mean Pacific has been hit harder than anybody right. on this whole deal they've only played a handful of games it seems and uh, you, you just you just you don't get better when you're just practicing uh, I know that probably Alan Iverson would disagree with that but <laughs> Uh, you know, we you, are you, talking about practice, Mark. Yes, <laughs> we ain't talking about no practice. We're talking about games, and and these guys need to play. And I'm so again, I'm glad that they'll get four games here. 
in a relatively short period of time. You mentioned Matt Harms, and obviously BYU size has been an advantage for them throughout this season. Um, Harms' size should be a big plus tonight against Pacific. What kind of a bounce-back game do you expect from him specifically after going scoreless and only taking one shot against Gonzaga? I think he'll have a great game. He had a good game against Pacific at the Marriott Center. He he fouled out a bunch of their guys. uh, And the reason I think he'll really play well tonight, Jason, is because Alex and Brandon had such massive games in the Marriott Center. So if I'm Pacific, the main film that I'm looking at is the last game, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing Alex and Brandon just – dominating us so if i'm pacific i'm devising a game plan to do all i can to stop those two guys whereas i think the first game they had a pretty good game plan of being super physical and doing some things to to take uh harward and and harms and caleb caleb out of the game i think they're going to have to move more of their resources to stopping brandon and 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 alex so i think that'll open it up more for a guy like uh, matt harms he's going to have a real size advantage as he mostly does most of the time, but I think even more so with Pacific. And uh, if he can play a little more physical, be more more aggressive, uh, I think all the inside men for BYU will have a big night tonight. The last time these two teams played each other, the outcome was not surprising. You expected BYU to win. I don't think we anticipated it being a double overtime victory, but at the end of the day, you get the win and you move on. Um, but now you're on their court, and they hit 18 threes that – they're not a team that's going out and regularly hitting 18 threes. They had a couple of guys coming off the bench, guys that are averaging about four points a game, score near 20. Uh, it was just a very strange game. What do you expect for matchup number two? Really strange for Pacific. They don't rely on a lot of threes. They don't shoot the few threes that they do very well. And for them to do what they did at the Marriott Center was a surprise. I imagine BYU's game plan was almost a little bit to let them shoot because uh, that wasn't something that was a strength for them, particularly, you know, mid to late fourth, second half, they, they hit some crazy shots. I mean, they hit some big shots and you're like, whoa, I don't know that lightning's going to strike twice for them. They're more of a two point team. You know, they've got really good talented guards and they'll put it on the floor and, and, and score in, in the paint with you. But uh, now, now though, you, I mean, you have to, you have to really, be aware of it because you almost got bit by it at the marriage center. So you can't just assume they're not going to make their shots. You, you've got to play them. So they'll have, they'll have to play a little bit differently. I think me more aggressive on the three point line, which will probably give up some more twos, but I think uh, against Pacific in with BYU strengths, I, I think it's, they're better off giving up twos than threes and, and uh, you know, home court, they make a couple. It's even worse from the three point line. So Got to do something to take away those threes a little bit better and then get your big guys a little bit more involved and uh, be able to match their twos with your twos. And then, you know, BYU's got pretty good three-point shooting teams too. So that you'd think that would be what, what, what would put BYU over the top. And, and if Pacific has another night like they did the Merritt Center from three, BYU will probably lose on, on Pacific's home floor. Mark's Keys to the Game brought to you each and every game by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm. Proudly presenting our keys to the game. Mark, we will uh, miss you on the broadcast, but you'll be back on uh, on Saturday. Is that correct? 
I will. I'm heading to L.A. on Saturday for LMU, and uh, looking forward to that. Okay. Mark, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining me, and uh, we will hear you back on the broadcast coming up on Saturday. Thanks, my brother. Have a great one. There we go. Go Cougars. That's right. Go Cougars indeed. The great Mark Durant joining us as we get you ready for the Cougars and the Pacific Tigers. We'll take one more timeout. When we come back, we'll check out some other scores in college hoops, plus give you uh, the schedule for tonight on campus. Lots going on here in Provo and on the BYU campus. Women's uh, volleyball is in action. Women's basketball is in action. Lots to get to. We'll go over all that when we come back. This is Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard hanging out in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, will have the call going solo tonight from the Spanos Center in Stockton, California, as the Cougars are on the road to take on the Pacific Tigers. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With a BYU victory tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com tomorrow when you use the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. All right, uh, coming up later on tonight, other local teams that will be playing. The University of Utah will be on the road at Oregon State. That game uh, tipping off at 6.30 Mountain Time, so a little over an hour. And then two games at 7 o'clock Mountain featuring teams from the state of Utah. Southern Utah hosting Sacramento State and Weber State hosting Northern Arizona. Uh, I had mentioned that there are a couple of other BYU teams that will be playing tonight on campus right next door at the Marriott Center, a big one for BYU women's basketball hosting Gonzaga. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock from the Marriott Center. And then at 7 o'clock tonight, you have men's, or excuse me, uh, yeah, men's volleyball taking on Grand Canyon. So the number one Cougars taking on Grand Canyon. Earlier today, BYU softball was in St. George in the St. George Classic taking on the second-ranked Washington Huskies, and BYU falls to UW by a final score of 4-1. to one. There is a big, big game in the West Coast Conference tonight. Uh, St. Mary's taking on number one against Zaga. That game in Spokane tonight, and we'll tip off at 7 o'clock. Other West Coast Conference games, Santa Clara hosting San Diego, and then LMU will be on the road at San Francisco. All right, coming up next, as I mentioned, we'll get you to the Spano Center in Stockton, California, for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. He'll have more on the reshuffling of next week's West Coast Conference regular season schedule. BYU with a couple new opponents. He'll go over all the details coming up on the other side. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. 
The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now, let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. From courtside inside the Alex G. Spano Center in Stockton, California, tonight the BYU Cougars coming off a 10-day break to begin a stretch run that will see the Cougs play four games in 10 days to close the regular season, a season in which almost nothing has seemed regular. But the Cougars have persevered, and now they stand poised to finish strong and push on to the postseason by earning a bid to the NCAA tournament with two weekends to play before the conference tourney. BYU is solidly in every bracket. Two road wins this week would all but seal that deal, but much to be done. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, flying solo tonight. My longtime broadcast partner, Mark Durant, was with Jason in pregame. will rejoin me Saturday in L.A. as the Cougars visit LMU. And these two games this week at Pacific tonight and at LMU on Saturday, well, they're among the relatively few BYU games to actually be played on the dates and in the places originally scheduled in conference play. And today, we learned that next week's closing slate of games is also going off script. The WCC has pulled Santa Clara off of BYU's schedule and replaced the Broncos with San Francisco in Provo next Thursday, then added St. Mary's to BYU's schedule on Saturday. Now, those are home games owed BYU, if you will, by those two teams postponing due to COVID earlier in the year. The league has now altered both of those teams' schedules and practically everyone's schedule next week as a result. So the end result is better games for BYU as the Cougs will get to four solid opportunities to solidify their postseason portfolio over the next week and a half. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Mark Pope on tonight's game against the Pacific Tigers as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Stockton, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside the Alex G. Spano Center in Stockton, California, home of the Pacific Tigers. This venue tonight standing more or less empty, as have most arenas this season. A season that has seen BYU win 15 of 20 games, including 5 of 7 in away venues. The Pacific Tigers, meantime, 5-1 and one at home this season. And they've won 10 of their last 11 home games overall. Tonight's game, the back of the season, the back end of the season series between the Cougs and the Tigers. BYU gutting out a 95-87 win in double overtime almost three weeks ago in Provo. It was the third straight loss for the Tigers, who went on to lose a fourth straight game before beating Portland and then losing to LMU. So in the last month and two days, Pacific's only win is over the worst team in the WCC, Portland. But in our pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. The coach says, despite the lack of results, Pacific remains a dangerous team. They're a really, really talented team, a really, really physical team. Um, They can lock you down for a 10-minute spurt, right? They just shut you down. And uh, Damon does a great job coaching his team, and they're really dangerous on their home court. They've actually... Um, in our league so far this season, they've they've played uh, the most competitive game against Gonzaga right here just 10 days ago or a week ago or so. And so uh, we, we got our work cut out for us, our hands full. They're really hungry and they're really salty, and that feeds into exactly their identity. And so it's a huge game for us. They do a nice job protecting this home court. Um, you know, we had 
everything we could handle last year until Jake Toulson put on a <laughs> ridiculously epic three-minute run where he talked to smack to every single player, every single coach, and every single fan in the stands all in the course of three minutes and, and bang three threes. And, um, it was a special moment. So they're really, really good on this floor, and they're a talented team different kind of show but to a b and b a i really carried you to that double overtime win over these guys at your place yeah especially down the stretch uh they both you know took turns kind of making huge shots and making really big plays and being really physical and aggressive uh they were huge rich actually steadied us for a second uh in the second half um had a couple post possessions where he scored back to back and just kind of got us uh, just a little bit of stability and we'll need everybody on this court we're going to need Matt to be really really physical he's been working on that all week uh, Caleb and Gideon have got to be, have a huge presence on the glass for us uh, AB and, and BA have got to protect this ball and find ways to get downhill while protecting the ball and we've got a guard in transition and we got to match their physicality there's a, a big agenda there's a tall task for us tonight Matt didn't score against Gonzaga. Is he the kind of guy that looks at a night like that and, and takes a lot upon himself that way? Yeah, I mean, he's a really conscientious guy. I don't think he ever I don't think he ever reads his game by his, the points he scores in a game. I mean, he affects the game in so many different ways. But um, I know that that didn't sit well with him, just the loss. And the way we started the game didn't sit well with him. And kind of the, the way that they... Um, bluntly Gonzaga was just so much more physical than us and um, you know we got to watch it over and over and over again in slow motion on film about how they were eating up space and we were giving ground consistently and so that's been a huge point of emphasis for the last 10 days and um, you know we've definitely made progress Uh, the challenge for us is to actually make that progress show tonight you're going to start the same way tonight yeah we'll start the same way now you're heading into the stretch run having not played a game in 10 days and now over the next 10 days you're going to play a number of games to take you to the finish line where are your guys right now in terms of readiness for what's to come here in a week and a half we'll see i mean i i do have a really diligent group that you know the reason that they're in the position that they are in right now which is a, a great spot is because they've come and approached every single night um, like it was going to be the toughest game they played all year long and the most important and we'll continue to do that and um and and see where it takes us tonight i mean that's kind of all our the only thing we're thinking about is this game tonight and and can we can we come out and perform the way we're capable of performing and play great basketball but does it feel like the season has made you ready for anything at this point um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's interesting. I think the season's had a, a lot of different impacts on a lot of different teams, like like every season does. In that sense, it's not any different. But you know, it's it's it, this is this is crunch time, and it's going to be the teams that can kind of rise up one more time and actually get better. That's what we've been talking about the last ten days. Is how can we get better? I'm not sure how many teams are talking about getting better at this point in the season. Most teams are just trying to talk about surviving or just can we get a win. We want to get better, and um, and I think we've done that. And, and now we got to go prove it in some games here final question non-BYU related I was watching a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar documentary and Pat Riley in the course of that documentary called Kareem's Skyhook the best offensive weapon in the history of basketball the most unguardable offensive yeah. weapon in the history of basketball how close to reality is that well you it's you know the only way you could guard it would be a second defender trying to kind of come away from him but the thing about Kareem was you know we don't remember we don't appreciate this and we can't even visualize it now especially this younger generation because there's never been another 
player like him. He was shooting sky hooks, like genuine, authentic sky hooks from the elbow. I mean, just think about that. He's shooting it from 15, 17 feet, a sky hook, and it was like butter every single time. He was also a tremendous rebounder. He had, you know, you look at pictures of him, you look thin, but he had unbelievable physicality. Uh, He was a great rim protector. Uh, And and not only that, but, you know, in a time before before our general population was capable, for whatever reason, of really accepting it, he was one of the one of that contingent of, of athletes early on that stood up and was kind of having conversations about social justice issues right now that have taken a forte and um, you know uh, unfortunately for him and his legacy uh, and and, a, and a, a really tough commentary on our society is that may have reduced the esteem that he's held in nationwide as a general populace uh, because he was brave enough to step out and say hey there's some things we need to address and we need to get way better and um, so in that way he was a he was a one of a kind only weapon ever offensively with that skyhook he was a one of the greatest basketball players ever walk on the planet and he was also um, a really, really incredible and brave uh, advocate of trying to make some progress with social mm-hmm. issues, which we're all deeply indebted to him for. What was your skyhook? <laughs> yeah, my hey, my skyhook was just a little chippy from two feet in. That was about as consistent <laughs> as I could get. Coach, thanks. Good luck tonight. We'll talk to you post Thanks, Greg. That is Mark Pope and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online, then pick up curbside by the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com for details. Coming up next, the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Stockton, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried & Jensen. Siegfried & Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now, let's head live to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again. Welcome back courtside here in Stockton, California. Tonight, 15-5, and five, BYU visiting 6-6 six and six Pacific. Cougars coming off an unplanned 10-day break and starting a two-game California road swing Pacific tonight. LMU Saturday. Quick turnaround for the Cougs who have a noon tip in L.A. on Saturday. LMU, meantime, playing at San Francisco tonight, and it's a a three-game week for the Lions, so it's Lions and Tigers and Cougs. Oh, my. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel with you from Courtside Solo tonight. Well, it's a big week for BYU. Uh, Both road games this week currently rank as Quad 2 contests, and that's net Quadrant 2, representing away games against teams ranked 76 through 135 in net, and that qualifies as for both uh, Pacific and LMU. BYU this season, 3-3 three and three in Quad 1, 2-2 two and two in Quad 2, and perfect 9-0 and oh in Quads 3 and 4. Now, Quad 2 losses aren't bad, but the wins are really good. And against Pacific, uh, BYU has a really good record, 11-3 since the Cougs joined the WCC. They've won back-to-back games and five of the last six here in the Spanos Center. 
and Pacific has lost five of six overall coming into tonight's game. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from the Spano Center in Stockton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Alex G. Spano Center in Stockton, California for BYU and Pacific. BYU 6-3, tied for second place in the West Coast Conference. Pacific 3-5 for seventh in the league standings. But in the brand-new adjusted winning percentage standings introduced by the league this week, BYU is solo second. Percentage points ahead of Pepperdine. And Pacific is solo sixth, up one spot from its win-loss record standing of seventh. Pacific 1-5 and five in its last six games after a 2-0 and o start to conference play. But among those five losses, a home game with Gonzaga that the Tigers trailed by only a single point with 10 minutes to play. Next game was a win versus Portland, followed by a four-point loss at LMU. And, of course, Pacific had BYU on the ropes in Provo before falling in double overtime. So a short time ago, I spoke with assistant coach Luke Wicks about just how close the Tigers have been since that evening at the Marriott Center. You know, I think we talked about it before when we came out to your guys' place. We felt like we were, we were playing pretty good basketball. We just had to put it all together. And, you know, we just haven't had that one guy kind of step up and make a big play for us down the stretch. Um, you know, obviously had our opportunities out in Provo against you guys and had every opportunity down the stretch against LMU. It was just something that, you know, we didn't make the plays down the stretch and LMU made some winning plays and credit to your guys as well. You made some winning plays down the stretch to keep you in that game and, and win the game ultimately. What do you take ultimately out of the double overtime game at the Marriott Center? Well, there's no moral victories for us. You know, we, we, don't, we weren't happy with it. You know, at the end of the day, we thought that, you know, if we step up and hit a jumper, we're going to walk out of there, and, and we just didn't make it happen. But, you know, we, we told our guys, said, you know, if anyone's calling you and telling you, hey, congrats for, for losing in double overtime and, and having Gonzaga down with 10 to go, you know, they're not helping you, and they're not helping our program because that's a loser's mentality to sit there and say, you know, you think that's an accomplishment. So, uh, you know, we're really just trying to focus on things that we can control and, and getting this basketball team in shape and, and get them to where they need to be so we can make a run, you know, these last couple weeks and then carry that on in the conference tournament. What would have to happen tonight against BYU to kind of finish the job, if you will, that uh, you came close to finishing in Provo? Well, I think it's, it's you know, a lot of the same things. Uh, we gotta, we got to be able to rebound the basketball, and we got to contend with your guys' size. And then, you know, we got to do a better job on Everett and, and Barcelo. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't do a very – our guards didn't do a very good job of keeping them in front of them. Um, and then in transition, you know, we let Everett get loose a couple times, and he got some confidence. And if one of them scoring, you know, that's all right. But you get two of them going for 48, that makes it tough on you. You got big games off the bench from Justin Moore and Jabril Price-Noel in Provo. That helped. Yeah, you know, those guys, those guys can really score the basketball, and, and we've kind of, they've kind of embraced that role of coming off the bench and trying to be a spark plug. And, you know, at the end of the day, we were kind of trying to find some guys that can make some shots. You know, we weren't shooting the ball great at that point. And now, you know, some guys are playing with a little bit more confidence, and our shooting percentage has gone up. and not where we want them to be, but at the end of the day, you know, the ball's going through the net a little bit more, and, and that makes guys feel good. And then ultimately, they play a little bit harder defensively when the ball goes through the net but you know our big focus is regardless if it goes through or not we're a program we're a team that's going to stick to it on the defensive end 
The home crowd may not be here, but you have won 10 of 11 here on this floor going back to last year with the alone exception being the Gonzaga game. Yeah, you know, Spano Center is a funky place to play, man. It's, <laughs> there's not a lot of places that have this much orange in it. Um, but, you know, we, we love this place, and, and we take pride in defending our home court just like every other school does. But, you know, at the end of the day, we love our fans, and we wish they were out here supporting us. But soon enough, they'll be back out. There's a lot of TBD still in the stretch run for everyone, but how do you approach what's going to happen here over the next week and a half for Pacific? Yeah, the biggest thing that, that we talk about is control You know, the variables, control the things that you can control. We can't worry about what the other teams are doing or how this AWP is going to play out uh, or how the schedule is going to play out or who's going to get COVID, who's not going to get COVID. Uh, we're just going to show up every day, put our hat on, hard hats on, and, and try to go to work. Does it still feel... Like March is just around the corner, though, as weird as it's been? Well, you know, right now we were talking the other day. We said it's it's almost like we would just be hitting our December stride. We're six. This is only our 12th game. So we're literally just starting conference play with the amount of games that we would typically play. True enough. Uh, I mean, I was looking at the number between games that were rescheduled, canceled, postponed, 17 off your schedule weren't where they were at one point or another. Yeah, and, and credit to our guys that stuck with it. There, there's been some frustration amongst them, you know, like any program and any team. And obviously California having the restrictions that they've had, you know, it's been tough. But, you know, we're not the only team to go through that. So, you know, we're not going to use it as an excuse. Coach Wicks, thanks as always for the time. We look forward to seeing you next time. Appreciate it, Greg. And that is Pacific assistant coach Luke Wicks. Always good to hear from him. BYU fans, whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. More of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, continuing from Stockton after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. All right, the BYU and Pacific coming up. 21st time all-time. BYU's won 14 of the preceding 20 meetings, including the last five in a row. BYU last played 10 days ago, lost to Gonzaga. Prior to that, the Cougs won by 45 at Portland. So their last truly competitive game was the home game against Pacific, a game that went to double overtime before BYU grinded out a 95-87 to win. It was after that game that head coach Mark Pope decided to change his team starting lineup. He'll stick with that group tonight. It includes center Matt Harms, who is coming off his first scoreless outing as a Cougar. Took one shot, pulled down one rebound in just 15 minutes in the home loss to the Zags. New starter Gideon George scored just five points in 20 minutes. BYU will look for more well-rounded efforts from the starting group tonight here in Stockton. Final words before tip-off coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Stockton on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Pausing 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio.
BYU and Pacific next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.